Welcome to the Fear and Greed Afternoon Report for Wednesday, the 19th of April, 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon, we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 have finished the day up just a touch, five points, to 7,366 points. BHP and Rio Tinto led the way, rising 1.6% and 1.2% respectively. Diversified miner South 32 rose 1.8% while Gold Digger Northern Star jumped 1.5%. But if you move away from the miners, it wasn't a great day. All the major banks were lower, though Macquarie Group was up slightly. Woodside and Santos were lower, so too CSL, West Farmers and Woolworths. Telstra was one of the few large caps to end the day in the positive. Lake Resources was the worst performer of the top 200, down nearly 8%, while Telix Pharmaceutical was the best, jumping 5%. Story number two, it promised so much scandal and excitement, but in the end, delivered not much in terms of gossip fodder, though Fox Corp shareholders will feel the pain. Fox overnight settled a defamation lawsuit brought by Dominion Voting Systems, agreeing to pay $787.5 million US dollars. The settlement was announced by the two sides at the 11th hour after a jury was selected and avoids a high profile trial that was supposed to include testimony from Rupert Murdoch. Dominion had sought 1.6 billion US dollars in damages in the lawsuit filed in 2021. At issue was whether Fox was liable for airing the false claims that Denver based Dominion's ballot counting machines were used to manipulate the 2020 US election in favour of Democrat Joe Biden over Republican then-President Donald Trump. Dominion argued that these on-air claims caused the company enormous and irreparable economic harm. Dominion Chief Executive John Poulos called the settlement historic and said Fox had admitted to telling lies about his company. Fox, in a statement read on air, said, We acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. Story number three, the latest opinion poll shows Peter Dutton and the coalition are falling further behind the Albanese government, putting more pressure on the Liberal Party leader to change direction. Labor has shifted its primary vote from 39% to 42%, while the coalition's share has fallen back to 28%, according to the Resolve strategic poll in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age. In terms of preferred PM, Anthony Albanese is ahead 55%, to 21%. Dutton's personal approval rating has fallen to minus 28%, down from minus 11% a month ago, and that's the worst result for him since he won the job after last year's election. Albanese's approval rating was up to plus 27%, though it's still below its high reached over summer. The results come after weeks of debate over the voice referendum and cost of living pressures. They show that the opposition isn't getting cut through. Story number four, Woodside boss Meg O'Neill said the coalition's refusal to deal with the Labor government on the safeguard mechanism reforms left the way open for fringe elements, as she put it, to have a say. Similar to competitor Kevin Gallagher, CEO of Santos, O'Neill said it was a missed opportunity when the coalition was not prepared to negotiate on the legislation for industrial emissions reductions. And I quote, for Australia to tackle climate change sustainably, it's got to be done in the centre and in a way that can endure regardless of who is in power. And it also said, otherwise, you ping-pong from government to government, playing to the fringes with outcomes that do not serve the Australian people well. 
And finally, story number five, Netflix is the world's leading streaming service and the group got off to a very slow start this year, missing forecasts for customer growth, triggering what at one point was a 12% drop in its share price. Netflix added 1.75 million customers in the first quarter, much lower than expected, and said revenue and profits will be lower. The company has also delayed its plan to crack down on password sharing in the US. This is the second year in a row where Netflix has gotten off to a poor start. Shares of Netflix have fallen more than 50% from their high back in November 2021. Last year, Netflix added fewer than 9 million customers for the full 12 months, its slowest pace since 2011. That's the year it split its streaming service from its DVD by mail business. That's it for the afternoon report for Wednesday, the 19th of April, 2023. Michael Thompson and I will be back tomorrow morning with the Thursday edition of Fear and Greed. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your evening.